This is Simply Meditation, an offering of Center for Self-Care, and your mindful coach, that's me, Mark Balser. Each week at 7.15 p.m. on Wednesday, we have an in-person guided meditation and short teaching at Balance for Life Yoga in Devon, Pennsylvania. Feel free to join us there or listen each week to our intro and guided practice or standalone guided practice. If you'd like to learn more, visit me at www.center4selfcare.com or email me at mark at centerforselfcare.com. Thank you and enjoy. Last week, we, we talked about silence, and we practice with silence a little bit. We're working through this book, Silence, The Power of Quiet in a World Full of Noise by Thich Nhat Hanh. So I pledge to mix lots of metaphors tonight as I share a little bit about uh, Thich Nhat Hanh's work with you. He's a Vietnamese Buddhist monk. Uh, he's getting up there in age. I think he's about 94 years old or so, and was basically kicked out of Vietnam in the early 70s, maybe late 60s. He was nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize by Martin Luther King. Can you imagine being nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize by Martin Luther King? And uh, unfortunately, he actually, I guess that nomination process is a pretty done deal, particularly if Martin Luther King nominates you, but it was the year that he was killed, Martin Luther King. So Martin Luther King got it and took out Hunt and Tonight, we're going to look at something called the nutriments. The nutriments are what we put into our body. Usually when we talk about what we put into our body, we're talking about food. But we're also including in this conversation here our own consciousness, so our own self-talk, all that stream of information that we digest each day, news, gossip, discussion, rumors, all those kinds of things. And so we'll dig away through that. And one of the takeaways that I always have when I explore this is how important intentionality is. So having a plan when you consume. So whether it's food or probably more likely for me, I've been trying to reduce my consumption of news so that when I'm learning what's going on in the world, which is important and valuable so I can be a citizen, I'm not finding myself in this rabbit hole of just article after article after article, which is more me trying to distract myself from whatever things I don't want to do in that moment. Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, and this is you know, Eastern psychology, Western psychology, all those psychologies, talks about uh, this concept of store consciousness. So most of our day, we're in mind consciousness, thoughts and feelings, the things that we're aware of. Uh, But we also have this store consciousness, our subconsciousness, which I think they've studied and discovered that about 95% of our our mental processes are part of our subconscious mind. And so the way Thich Nhat Hanh described it is we've got all these seeds underneath the surface, underneath the soil, and we can choose which of those seeds to water. And so if we find ourselves in bad habits, we're cultivating those bad habits and making them them firmer. We're reinforcing them more. And even our brain processes as we build synaptic connections, um, tending us towards either healthy habits or unhealthy hab- habits. So uh, we'll do a little practice with that tonight. 
And I just wanted to read a little bit about uh, the stimulus from his book. The section is called A Smorgasbord of Stimulus. All the sounds around us and all the thoughts that we're constantly replaying in our minds can be thought of as a kind of food. We're familiar with edible food, the kind of food we physically chew and swallow, but that's not the only kind of food we humans consume. It's just one kind. What we read, our conversations, the shows we watch, the online games we play, and our worries, thoughts, and anxieties are all food. No wonder we don't have space in our consciousness for beauty and silence. We are constantly filling up on so many other kinds of food. There are four kinds of food that every person consumes each day. In Buddhism, we call these kinds of food the four nutriments. They are edible food, sense impressions, volition, and consciousness, both individual and collective. The edible food is, of course, the food that you eat with your mouth every day. The second food, sense impressions, is the sensory experiences you receive through your eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, and mind. This includes what you hear, what you read, what you smell, and what you touch. It includes your phone and text messages, the sound of the bus outside your window, and the billboard you read as you pass by it. Although these things are not edible food, they are information and ideas that come into your consciousness and you consume them every day. The third source of nutriment is volition. Volition is your will, your concern, your desires and passions. This is food because it feeds your decisions and your actions and your movements. Without any volition, without any desire to do anything, you wouldn't move. You would simply wither. The fourth kind of food is consciousness. This food includes your individual consciousness and the way your mind feeds itself and feeds your thoughts and actions. It also includes collective consciousness and how it affects you. All of these foods can be healthy or unhealthy, nourishing or toxic, depending on what we consume, how much we consume, and how we are aware of our consumption. For example, we sometimes eat junk food that makes us us sink or drink too much when we're upset about something in hopes of distracting ourselves even if afterward that consumption makes us feel worse. We do the same thing with the other nutriments. With sensory food, we may have the awareness to take in media that are wholesome and enlightening, or on the other hand, we may use video games, movies, magazines, or even engaging in gossip in order to distract ourselves from our suffering. Volition can also be healthy, as in constructive motivation, or unhealthy, as in craving and obsession. Likewise, collective consciousness can be healthy or unhealthy. Think of how affected you are by the mood or the consciousness of the group you are in, whether that group is supportive, happy, angry, gossipy, competitive, or listless. Because each nutriment affects us so deeply, it's important to be aware of what and how much we are consuming. Our awareness is the key to our protection. Without protection, we absorb far too many toxins. Without realizing it, we become full of toxic sounds and toxic consciousness that make us ill. Mindful awareness is like a sunscreen protecting the sensitive skin of a newborn baby. Without it, the skin would blister and burn. 
With the protection of our mindfulness, we are able to stay healthy and safe and take in only those nutriments that help us thrive. So with my seventh grade students, the way I describe this is with three questions. Uh, I ask them to ask themselves when they're caught up, when they're distracting, what am I doing? In this moment, what am I doing? Am I distracting? Am I adding to the conversation? Is it right? Should I be doing this? And what will I do next? So what am I doing? Is it right? What will I do next? That what will I do next, usually they translate into how do I fix it? Or how do I do it right? And that's really not the question. It actually gives you the possibility of continuing to do something that might not be right, but at least you're doing it on purpose. So I have a lot of fun with the kids saying, I don't care if you lie, cheat, or steal, as long as you lie, cheat, or steal on purpose, because we get carried away. I find, um, as I'm talking, rumination is one of those nutriments where I'll, I'll be in this rumination cycle. And it's, you know, it's kind of hard to stop a rumination cycle, but it's easy for me to re-ruminate on the same thing, which is a, I'm thinking of as good instead of like writing the rest of the story. My wife is always saying, stop writing the story that like, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated, I'm frustrated is a way of ruminating that I feel like eventually it wears itself out when I do that. Whereas I'm frustrated because Phil is giving me a hard time at work and Phil's not the only one giving me a hard time at work. My wife's giving me a hard time too. And these bratty kids and you know, like how that story just like unfolds um, and uh, turns into a poison. I mean, we're, you know, at work, our ability to judge and analyze and compare is really valuable, but maybe not in relationships. So it's, it's interesting. So the Buddhists, they don't have 10 commandments. They have five commandments and they're different in different traditions. But a lot of uh, Buddhist traditions have the five, five mindfulness trainings or the five precepts. And in a way, they're the Ten Commandments stripped of kind of a God, greater power. So there's one about not lying, one about not cheating, one about not stealing, and one about not killing. Really valuable. And the fifth one is about mindful consumption. It's, a, it's literally what we're talking about today. And I don't know, is there a ten, one of the Ten Commandments that's about don't overindulge? Don't your neighbor's ass. Yeah, that's one. Uh, there's a... There's, the um, cheating also includes the sexual exploitation. So yeah, I guess that's, that's part of it. Let me tell you a little bit about the practice we're going to do, which is from his tradition. I don't know if I'd necessarily call this a mantra practice, but it uses repeated intentions to bring us to the present, to be with whatever we're with. So the first instruction will, will be breathing in. I know I'm breathing in, breathing out. I know I'm breathing out. And so we'll just breathe naturally, but you're bringing a, a, a close attention to that process of breathing in. And we'll do a couple of breath ones. We'll stay with each phrase for like a minute or so. You might not say breathing in, I know I'm breathing into yourself, but you might just say in, out, in, out. And so I'll guide you through this whole practice and we'll move our way towards an exploration of these nutriments, like breathing in, 
I know that I take in these sense impressions. Breathing out, I'll bring discernment to my sense impressions. So practice for 15, maybe 20 minutes or so. If you find that you're distracted, just come back to those phrases, being aware of your breath and your body. We'll do pretty well, I think. So just finding a comfortable posture that balances a stability with a flexibility. Letting the body relax into your seat. Being gently aware of what's happening in your experience. Connecting with the breath. 